What is up, everybody, and welcome into the First Read Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Carden, and as always, accompanied by my best friend, Stephen Cardenas. What's up, dude? Hey, man, how's it going? How's it going? It's going good. Uh, life's flipped upside down. I've not done this intro yet, so we will see how this show goes. It seems backwards yeah, so, already. Yeah, don't bail out on us just because of uh, the first 10 seconds. We tried something new. We'll see how it goes. I I just I my feng shui is is backwards. I feel like as of right now, but uh, I'm gonna push through this and hopefully we get a decent episode out of it. Yeah, it already feels weird. What's my What's my name again? Um, Why are no. We, what are we I talking just, about? We are here to talk Star. Oh, shoot! Oh, no. we're here to talk about Andy Dalton. That's right. I can only imagine the face I'm getting at the moment. I think I left the room. I should have just actually left. All right. This is a solo podcast by Steven. You guys have fun until next week. See you later. All right. So we are going to spend the next hour bashing the Chicago Bears for their decision making. And it's going to be a blast. Uh, Tyler, I hope you stick around to listen in. No, no. Bye. No, um, no, it's okay. I, I will be right here the whole time because I, along with you, will bash the Chicago Bears for the next hour and a half. Oh, man, it's going to be a blast. So to go along with our Bears bashing, like that alliteration, we've got I a like great it. show for you guys today. We are going to hop into the newsroom. We got one little piece of news that we're going to go through. Then we're going to walk through all of the free agent updates that happened this week because let's talk about it. It was a crazy couple days here. A bunch of people getting deals, a bunch of people signing, a bunch of players moving around with kind of the cap space issues that we're having this season due to COVID. Lastly, we're going to wrap up our um, early prediction series with the NFC West, talk about those teams, and then we'll get you guys out of here. So let's go ahead. Let's step into the newsroom. What do you got for me? Uh, first and foremost, I think it's probably the biggest news of this week, right? Um, all the free agent signings, everything happening this week, but it was yep. all kicked off with the man, the legend himself, Drew Brees announces his retirement. Um, after 20 years in the NFL and 15 years with the New Orleans Saints, arguably one of the greatest of all time, has called it a day. He's hanging up the jersey, and he's just going to spend some time with his family. And you know what? The man deserves it. Oh, without a doubt. he He's just had a fantastic career. Um, I'm a big fan of Drew Brees coming from Purdue University myself, graduating there. You know, he, he's, he has a big in- impact on campus. You see his face. You see his impact all around. Um, so you just kind of come to love that player. And, and it's a sad day to see him walk, but... I think it was time. Um, I'm glad that he gets to go out somewhat on his own terms here. You know, it, it, like it wasn't his right. best season yeah. this past year, but it wasn't a total disaster. Right. You know, we can all agree it wasn't his best season. Right. But, you know, no one is going to look at that season and be like, man, he just played so badly. Why did he go out right. like that? You no, know, everyone kind of had this feeling that it was going to be his last year and everyone was okay with it. He was still playing on a high level, you know, not mm-hmm. on the level of, of the greatest of all time per se, but sure. on still an elite NFL level that you would be happy to have him as your quarterback. He took the saints to the playoffs once again. And I mean, he still ends his career on a high note. You know, he brought this city together. He brought this team together and that's what he's going to be remembered for, right? And um, he said it best um, after his retirement announcement was, you know, I'm retiring from football, but I'm not retiring from the city of New Orleans. And I think that hmm. just speaks volumes, and that just speaks to who Drew Brees is as a person. Yeah, it, it definitely does. I think it, it really well wraps up kind of like who he is and, and shows his character. So it's a sad day for him, but I am happy for him to to kind of move on to this next chapter. I'm excited to see what he does uh, in the booth a little bit, too. You know, he's got that deal with, is it NBC? Is that right? Oh, yes. I did forget about that. He does have that deal. Um, I'm I'm not certain off the top of my head who it is, but um, 
I'm down for it. Maybe, um, maybe if it's CBS, I'd, I'd, like I said, I don't know who it is. Let's get a little Romo uh, Breeze commentary team in there. Ooh, there Let's you go. It. Now that'd be fun to listen to. <laughs> that that would be pretty cool. Uh, I'm excited to see him kind of in that space because I think he's going to do super super well as an announcer and in that area. Um, he's just got a good personality and, and kind of a good. He's able to communicate and talk, and obviously he knows his stuff, you know. I always wanted uh, Peyton Manning to be a, a commentator. I always thought oh, that man. would be I, cool. I'm still hoping for it. So maybe eventually. He's still young. He's a young guy. Um, but other than the Drew Brees I, news, I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think, I think Peyton and Tom would make a fun, fun duo. Ooh, so many stories, dude. Oh, and I'm, they're, I'm they're all like, about it. I think they're friends. So I think it could work. I think that'd be really cool. Or just give me Romo by himself on every game. And I'm, I'm happy with that. Too. <laughs> uh, you know, I take that. I take that. You know, what have been gold Romo and John Madden. Oh, yeah. that, that would just, cause you got John Madden over here. Like you gotta, you gotta see, he's got to throw the ball to the hands of the receiver. And then the receiver has <laughs> got to get to the end zone. And then you just got the intelligent, <laughs> Tony Romo, I just it would be it'd be great. I'd love it. Two sides. Uh, there you go. Sounds like fun to me. All right. So, as you all know or may not know, um, and depending on when you're listening to this, free agency started this past week. Um, yesterday, as a matter of fact, from the day of this mm-hmm. recording. Yep. And we've gotten some fairly big announcements. Um, there's still some big time receivers on out there um, that are unclaimed as of now. But for the most part, the last two days have been pretty full of news. A lot of offensive linemen getting moved around, a lot of defensive backs and cornerbacks and all that fun stuff. Uh, but as you know, we are a fantasy football podcast at heart. Um, so we want to talk a little bit about fantasy relevance and the moves that impact fantasy itself and the most. Um, so right off the bat, a move I personally did not see coming. I don't know about yourself. Aaron Jones and Green Bay come to a deal, a four-year, $48 million deal. I mean, what do you, what's your thought? Did you see this coming? Because I sure didn't. What's your take on this? No, man, I thought after they did not give him the franchise tag, and I think we talked about it pretty extensively, I thought there was no way they were going to give him a deal, right? Like, there's no chance they sign him without just tagging him is what I thought. But mm-hmm. here we are. They've given him a four-year, $48 million deal. And and, I, and it's a really weird, my initial reaction was, that's surprising. And then I thought, oh, I don't like this move. But then I thought about it some more. Okay, It was a long, long process of uh, analysis. <laughs> okay, so So bear with me. I thought about it some more and I realized it's not this move that I didn't like. Okay. So I, I actually like them signing Aaron Jones. The problem I have is that they drafted AJ Dillon last year in the second round, which means it feels like they wasted their first and second round picks last year drafting a quarterback that the, when they have Aaron Rodgers and a running back when they're going to sign Aaron Jones, I just don't see the reason to do these things. I mean, I I'm a bears fan. Um, as everyone here probably knows, I'm actually friends with a lot of Packers fans. There's actually a lot in the area that I'm in. And I can tell you just from hearing them discuss football and the Packers organization, that's what the Packers do best. They just don't do anything <laughs> in the draft. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so from that kind of viewpoint, this makes perfect sense. This whole thing. Um, I agree with you, though. I do think Aaron Jones, it's going to be good for him. I do think it's going to be good for Green Bay. Um, as far as A.J. Dillon goes, you know, I don't think you're going to have that breakout season because of the whole Aaron Jones thing. Right, yeah. Now, and I, I mean, for A.J. Dillon's sake, I hope, you know, maybe he does get he does move on here in the future because, I mean, this is a four-year deal for Aaron Jones. So it seems like he's kind of mm-hmm. kind of be their immediate future moving forward. And right. However, on the other side of that coin is, you know, A.J. Dillon was kind of that that third string back last year, you know, getting the carries. He wasn't on the field much, but I think 
moving forward, you're going to see him in that third down role, you know, maybe even in those two minute drives um, where we didn't see a lot of Aaron Jones, you know, last year. So it really still could pay off dividends for AJ Dillon going forward. Um, You know, I hope you didn't spend a lot for him, but at the same time, (laughs) especially in a dynasty format, I think he's still going to be a super good pickup and you're still going to see returns from, from AJ Dillon even behind that Aaron Jones uh, led. offense. Yeah. So I think we have this interesting thing where it was like, okay, they didn't tag Aaron Jones, go pick up AJ Dillon because AJ Dillon is going to be the guy. Okay. Now they signed Aaron Jones. So everyone that picked up AJ Dillon, that they might be looking to get rid of him again because they don't want him anymore. You know what I mean? He's going to be, it's going to be that situation where like, Hey, he kind of hurt those those fantasy managers he's and they might have a bad taste in their mouth so they might be looking to get rid of him and you might be able to get him lower than what his actual value is even now so i think his price feels like it's been up and down up and down up and down over the past week but i think now might be a good time to try and go snag him yeah for sure definitely capitalize on that um and like i said definitely especially in a dynasty format um I would if you're in a, a standard like half PPR PPR, you know, you know, keep your eye out, you know, pay attention. But mm-hmm. Dynasty now, especially if someone's trying to get rid of him, or if someone already dumped him, go 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 grab him. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, so let's move on and talk through another one of the teams that kind of made some moves here in free agency. The New England Patriots they went absolutely crazy during the first day of free agency. Uh, I mean, wow. So let's see. They signed Cam Newton to a one-year deal. Okay, so I think that happened a couple of days before because you know he was on the team already, so they didn't have to wait for the tampering period or whatever it is. Jonu Smith agrees to a four-year deal. Hunter Henry agrees to a three-year deal. Nelson Aguilar three-year deal. Kendrick Bourne three-year deal. Now this is crazy. That's a ton of players. Okay, did. So your excitement about any of those fantasy options increase based on what just happened. Well, I just, I just want to, before I get into that, I just want to say that like, (laughs) I didn't realize this stimulus deal that just passed was so important to bill Belichick until like today. (laughs) Yeah. No Um, kidding. But all those jokes you see about, Oh, like how much does it cost to fix the McDonald's ice cream machine? Cause that stimmy just hit like, no, Bill Belichick's like, I can't wait for that to hit my bank account because I got plans and they're coming for Tom. That's my plan. <laughs> He's here to take down Tom Brady. <laughs> Once best friends, now mortal enemies. Oh, gosh. Yes, there um, you go. Uh, I'm the Tom Brady in this situation, by the way. Um, anywho. Yeah, okay. Cam, Cam Newton, that honestly was a little surprising to me. Uh, I agree. I was, I was very surprised. I actually think it's going to work really well, though. You know, you don't have a new guy coming in. He's kind of more familiar with the whole thing, the whole system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he's actually got some weapons behind him now, right? He doesn't have to just yeah. run the ball the whole time. He's got yep. two decent tight ends, right? Overpaid, but two decent tight ends. Um, Nelson Aguilar, I, again, overpaid, but some weapons right (laughs) these are some names you know especially if you've been playing fantasy you know these names Mm -hmm. you have confidence in some of these players you know they're gonna be uh what's the word i'm looking for you know they're gonna be kind of safe right consistent reliable yes um so the patriots moving forward do i see them being the patriots of past with tom brady no do i see them being the patriots of 2020 no i don't um, I think they might be in the hunt and them making these moves kind of makes the AFC East just as a division and watching football. Very interesting now. Yeah, I, I agree to a point. I don't, I'm still not like convinced that they're going to be good all of a sudden. Um, mostly because we, we just didn't really see it from Cam Newton last year. It's not like he was this a fantastic quarterback. Um, but, but if he can like, return to form a little bit more as compared to last year. I could see this team like being an issue 
like their defense is going to get back to being pretty solid, right? And if this offense can pick it up even just a little bit, they could be a problem. Like it's still Bill Belichick like calling the calling the shots there. Uh, exactly. Um, and like I mean, Cam Newton is Cam Newton. He's still young. Um, he's going to be finally with the team a whole year. He's not going to come in last minute. You're not going to have right. all these players that are on COVID reserve and sitting out the season. Like, no, I don't think they're going to be, you know, 12 and four, 12 and five. I don't know how many games we're playing this year, but yeah, no, I, I, they're like you said, they're going to be a problem. You know, the dolphins are looking good. Um, I mean, the bills are probably going to probably hold on to that title of the division, but I mean that, you never know, right? It's still the Bill Belichick-led offense and the team, exactly. and you anything can happen. So, I mean, I don't expect them to to be this undefeated team, but I expect them to be in the conversation come midpoint towards end of season. Yeah, for for a playoff spot, I definitely agree and can see that happening. Um, let let's keep going because we still got quite a bit to talk about, actually. Um. Uh, let's talk Corey Davis real quick. Um, he signed a three-year deal with the New York Jets. You excited about him as a fantasy option at all? I I am. You know, I was kind of hoping he'd land in sweet old Chicago, honestly. Um, but I think the Jets are going to be a really good fit for him. They, you know, they need those those receiving weapons. Assuming yeah. they stick with Sam Darnold, you know, it gives him a little more to play with, a little more to do, a little more. And hopefully it gives him a little more opportunity to showcase his talent, you know, and maybe even sneak up there and be a super fantasy relevant quarterback. You know, he, he looks good. He looks solid. Oh, I mean, overall, I'm excited. What about you? What do you think? Um, I, I don't know. Okay. Um, it'll just, it'll kind of depend what they do at quarterback for me. Um, I actually, I don't think they'll stick with Sam. I think they'll trade Sam Darnold. Um, and draft a rookie here in, in the, with the second pick there. So with a with a rookie quarterback coming in, like they've already got a couple receiving options. I'm not sure Corey Davis, like where he slots in in the like receiver pecking order. You know what I mean? Like Jameson Crowder is there. Denzel Mims is there. If those are one and two in either order and Corey Davis is your like wide receiver three on that team, with a rookie quarterback, I'm just not super excited for what he's going to be able to do fantasy wise. But if he's able to come in and kind of take that number one spot, then we have a different conversation. So it's kind of hard to tell looking forward. Um, and, and so it'll just kind of depend on what moves they make. I think here on out, maybe we'll get that, the, that so beloved Sam Darnold trade to Chicago and maybe Allen Robinson will accompany Corey Davis with their new QB and, We'll have something else to talk about. Oh, gosh, um, no kidding. Um, so one of the big things also that happened this free agency is, you know, Drew Brees retired. Yep. And then right after that, we find out Taysom Hill signs his contract extension. Oh, Taysom Hill's the guy. Now now we know, right? We yeah. know. Yep. <laughs> or do we? <laughs> because shortly after that, news breaks, Jameson Winston signs onto a one-year deal. What? Who, what is happening going on in New Orleans? What is I don't, dude. I don't. So Sean Payton says that they're going to compete for the job. Yes. Who do you think will win, and who do you want to win? Oh man. Um. Mm, so this is tough because here, here's what I think it is. If you want fantasy production from the quarterback position, I think you're hoping. Taysom Hill wins the job right now if you want fantasy production from the weapons in New Orleans I think you want Jameis Winston to win the job I think if if Jameis is the starter I think that's better for Alvin Kamara it's better for Michael Thomas if Taysom is the starter it's worse for Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas but Taysom Hill will be a better fantasy option than Jameis Winston. So I couldn't even tell you a preference. 
Taysom Hill for me. Okay. Taysom Hill for me. I I I I think it's his time. Um I think Jamie like I do agree. I think Jameson would be a really good option for other players, especially, you know, you have Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. Because mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna get less Alvin Kamara production, right? If Taysom Hill's your quarterback. Right, exactly. Uh so I mean if you're a Kamara owner, you you don't want Taysom Hill in. Mm-hmm. But I, I do. I, I want to see the man play. Um, I think he's fun to watch. I think I always feel like watching him and maybe it's just maybe I'm completely wrong, but I always as I'm watching him, I always feel like he's got something to prove. Like when he's yeah, playing. Okay. I don't know why. No, I get that. I always get that vibe though. And so it's just it's just fun to watch. I'm always I'm always a little salty when I lo- watch the Saints. Uh because of well the playoffs last year and the regular season game last year and i had to watch them beat uh the bears at soldier field on monday night football one year mm-hmm. um but i'm gonna look at the bright side i got to see drew Brees play hey at least you didn't have to watch the saints beat the bears in the super bowl yeah that's true you did though mm-hmm. you did though i did dude i was watching um total side note here i was uh we were watching criminal minds on netflix sure yep and this um, makes sense one of the like the one of, no one of the openings was like the super bowl but it was it's on cbs which you know hosted that particular super bowl and it, there was just super bowl 41 banners everywhere in this bar they were at because they were like super bowl t- and i'm <laughs> yeah. like really i'm oh, assuming they were promoting the the super bowl coming up or something yeah i guess it was like that i'm just year. like oh that's really awesome. yeah i'm like come on this has to be the one. And then how I met your mother, my favorite show of all time. There's the, the one episode where they're trying to watch a Super Bowl but not know who won. It's that Super Bowl, I believe. Oh, I so didn't just realize like, that. I'm pretty sure because they say 2007. Oh, And that nice. technically was the year that yeah. they played the Super Bowl. So it's always <laughs> yeah. funny when I watch that scene where they're like, the one team's mayor talked to the other team's mayor. And I'm like, I already know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's funny all right so let's move on i think we talked about the saints enough let's talk about the most exciting thing that happened in free agency ryan fitzpatrick signs with the washington football team i'm so pumped uh dude how can you not be pumped about fitz magic fitz magic coming to dc Dude, I am. You thought stimulus money coming out of DC was fun? How about Fitzmagic coming to DC? That's even more fun. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I agree. You can take that stimulus money and you could buy a Fitzmagic Washington football team jersey. Yes. Now I have and to you get can, to one of those games this year. Oh, dude, take me with you. They play the And Bears. you know what? You. Dude, you almost have to get a Fitzmagic jersey because this is probably the last year they ever used the Washington football team name and it's probably the only year that that he plays for them, right? Oh, like you're yeah. stamping in history right now. Wow. I might I might kind of have that. to. Huh. Like I'm down for that. I don't know if they play the Bears. Um we'll have to check it out. I don't know who they We'll, we'll look that we'll look it up, but I I'm down. How close are you? 4 hours. Uh, that's fine. It's not too bad. Maybe I'll just fly out. There you go. You could fly to DC. We could watch the game. Then you come back with me to Blacksburg. Blacksburg, Christiansburg, something. Blacksburg. Now, now we're in Blacksburg. But But anyway. Oh, I don't know where you live, dude. You live in the mountain. Anyway. So, Uh, what do you think Washington's ceiling is? with Fitz magic this year. Like not fantasy, but like straight up. You have Chase Young. Yep. You have Fitz magic. Yep. Terry McLaurin, yep. Antonio Gibson. Yep. Come on, dude. I might, you know, after everything that's transpired today, and we'll get into why I'm really hated in a second. Dude, I think <laughs> I might be a football team fan this year. You know, that it, might be my go. I had a hard time not cheering for them this past year. And now they have Fitz Magic. I'm so excited. Dude, how can you not be? Like, uh, we need to go, whoever they're playing. Let's find a team we both hate. Dude, do they play the Steelers? Let's go one and one when they play the Steelers. Oh, there you go. You know, you know we'll be on the same page. Oh, we hate the Steelers. They deserve it too. So much. Uh, or even 
when they play like the Giants. No one likes the Giants. Oh, that's true. And they'll win for sure. Does someone out here like the Giants? I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry if you're a Giants a fan. Spot, a spot just opened up on the Chicago fan bandwagon because <laughs> Lord knows I'm not. A- <laughs> oh, we should probably get to them now. Let's go ahead. We'll finish up our free agency talk with the news of the day. The Chicago Bears sign Andy Dalton to a one-year deal worth $10 million. And on the phone right now, we have a real breathing Bears fan ready to give his reaction. I'm so mad and I'm laughing because I'm trying to hold in all my anger (laughs) and all my rage at this stupid move. (laughs) You know what? Let me bring, let me, let me, let me give you guys a piece of information. Under our wonderful general manager, Ryan Pace, you're lucky I don't know your middle name, otherwise I'd be saying it right now, just like your mom used to do when you, right? All right. So as the general manager of the Chicago Bears, you have managed to sign Mike Glennon to a three-year, $45 million contract, cut him the next year, then draft up past Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes to get the wonderful Mitchell Trubisky. I love you, man. I just, I really do. However, for the sake of this rant, <laughs> you'd probably draft, rather have trade the- up. For- exactly. So you trade up to the second overall pick to pick up Mitchell Trubisky. And then three years later, you trade a fourth round pick for Nick Foles. <laughs> sign him to a three year, $24 million deal. Start him three games in, get rid of him like four games later. And then the following year, which is today, you sign Andy Dalton to a one-year $10 million contract with $3 million in incentives. This is so stupid. You know, I understand that Russell Wilson is not on the board anymore. I understand you can't afford Deshaun Watson, and that's probably not going to happen anyway. But why? I, I, I don't want to trash talk or, or poop on Andy Dalton. You know, I had high hopes for him last season. I know you did as well. Yeah. I thought he was going to come in when Dak went down and just and light up the day. <sighs> okay, so Dallas had a decent offensive line last year. Way better than ours. And you saw <laughs> what happened. Yeah. Ain't nothing going to get better. And you're not giving him C.D. Lamb or Amari Cooper. No, you're giving him Anthony Miller. Okay. Maybe. Darnell Mooney shows the promise. And then definitely not Allen Robinson. You're not giving Allen Robinson to him because Lord knows he's not playing. You know, Allen Robinson, he's going to hold off on this franchise tag and say, and he would have played. Oh, he might have even played if Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson came. But what do you do? You don't pay him. You franchise tag him. Yep. yep. When, when he when he doesn't want to be franchise tag, and then you're like, sorry, here's your here's your gift. Andy Dalton, come on. Like, this is the most Chicago thing ever. I want Jay Cutler back. I want Rex Grossman back. Oh, Give me Kyle man. Orton. Oh. Just like, dude, like like I said, this has nothing to do with Andy Dalton. Like, I'm sure he he's an okay, he is an okay quarterback. But like, and I feel so bad for Andy Dalton because he's going to get trashed on so much because of he the timing is. of it it's all. It's going to be so bad. Colin Coward said it best earlier, and this is before the news even broke that we signed him, but it was, he compared it to promising your children a two-week vacation in Hawaii and then turning around and giving them a weekend at a camping grounds. Like, you don't you don't talk about Wilson and, and Deshaun Watson and give us all this false hope because that Wilson stuff started to seem real, real close to ha- like being a sealed deal. Right. Like, we... It's, it was a done deal almost. And then you give us Andy Dalton. Like, I just, I don't know, man. I'm, st- I'm still processing it all. Like, I want to be excited, but I've been excited about quarterbacks in the past, and it just never works out. Yeah. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I hope he lights it up, and, and, and everyone's like, oh, we never saw this coming, you know, but... I mean, let's be honest, man. I'm not drafting him on my fantasy team. 
I, I'm, I, I, I'm not, I'm not excited for him as my quarterback. You know, I'm, I'm going to yeah. go buy a Fitzmagic jersey. And <laughs> you'll be a Washington fan for the year. You know, maybe I'll just get like a, like some kind of like uh knockoff Fitzmagic Chicago Bears jersey. Oh, there you go. And like it doesn't exist. That would have been but fun. I'll just, I can believe. Oh, man. It would have been so fun. <sighs> Whatever. I'm just, I'm done. I, I just can't. I'm going to get stressed. Stress talking about it. The, the, no, wounds, the wounds are still a little fresh, but I think you said it all when it comes to the Bears' decisions at quarterback. Hopefully, there is still more news to come in that department, but I fear that this will be it. All right, so now that we're done talking about our free agent signings, let's go ahead and move on to the NFC West early predictions, and we'll start things off with the Seattle Seahawks. Not to get uh, too, you know, rub it in the wounds, but we're actually going to start this off talking about the not future quarterback of the Chicago Bears, Russell Wilson. All right, so here's what I got for you, okay? Truth or fluke, okay? Truth or fluke. Essentially, what I want to do is I'm going to present to you two scenarios. I want you to tell me which one is the truth looking ahead to next year. Which one is a fluke and you don't expect to happen, okay? Does that make sense? Are these based off of actual, like, statistics and, like, one is the wrong answer or? No, no, no. I'm going to give you I'm gonna give you some numbers, okay? Okay. And I want you to tell me which one you think is going to explain what next year looks like, okay? What better represents Russell Wilson's 2021 fantasy outlook, okay? So truth or fluke. First half Russell Wilson versus second half Russell Wilson. Okay, so I have some stats for you. I'm going to read them off. So in the first eight games of the 2020 season, Russell Wilson had 297 passing attempts. He threw for 2,541 yards, and he averaged 29.5 fantasy points per game. That's a lot, almost 30 points per game, okay? But in the second half, in the last eight games of the season, he threw for 261 passing attempts. Okay, so over 30 less passing attempts, 1,671 yards, almost 1,000 yards less in the second half. And he only averaged 17.1 fantasy points per game. Okay, so he went from 29 point fantasy points per game to 17 fantasy points per game, first half versus second half. Which one of those better represents who Russell Wilson is next year? Second half. Oh, um, you think so? I just, this whole, you know, debacle that's been going on off season, you know, it's all stemmed from the Pete Carroll wanting to run the ball more offensive style. Mm-hmm. And, you know, him kind of supposedly blaming Russ's performance on the reason that he performed the way he did and the reason everything happened towards that second half of the season. But I I, I can't imagine that, you know, Pete Carroll's going to back down from that. I can't imagine he's yeah, he's yeah. going to... I just, I can't. Um, w- will Russell Wilson still be a fantasy-dominant quarterback? Of course he will. He's Russell freaking Wilson. You know, but <laughs> I, I just, I mean, if I'm being honest, I think Russell Wilson plays this year and then he's, and then he's gone. I, I do. I don't okay. think he plays more yeah. than one more season, especially with everything happening. Even let even if they go to the Super Bowl and win it, like, I think he's done after this. Um, unless for some reason, Pete Carroll is gone and all that stuff. But even then I, I do, I do believe that that Russell Wilson will be gone. Um, and I believe that, you know, second half Russell Wilson, as you just described, I think that's going to be part of the reason he will be gone. Um, you're going to see lower pass attempts. You're going to see lower completion yards, completions, and just, you know, less, not that they're looking at this stat, but you're going to see less fantasy points per game. And <laughs> hey, they might be. You they could know. be. I, I have no idea. They really need to start looking at it because there's been a lot of over the years, a lot of <laughs> people predicting moves based off fantasy and, and it, it's working. Uh, I think I think Pete Carroll needs to get Russell Wilson on his fantasy teams. 
yeah and then he and then you he would be like you know we need to pass more <laughs> yeah but i just i think that's what we're gonna see i think it's gonna i think everything i think everything we're seeing this offseason with the tension i i just don't think that's gonna go away you know i think it's gonna get swept under the rug or you're not gonna hear about it but it's gonna be brought up even if you don't hear about it for the last two months of the offseason you're gonna hear about it during the game the commentators are gonna bring it up you know It'll get brought up yeah. in press conferences and post-game interviews. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's going to play. It, it will still be there lingering. And I, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But second half for us. It, would that be a fluke? Is that where I say fluke? Is is that the... No, that's what you, okay. you think. The second half is yeah, Exactly. And the first I, half I knew I made fluke. the rules when I made this game up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think oh. it was that complicated. I mean, hey, I'm sure people were confused when they first started playing Uno. Clear cut. And it's a pretty simple game. You just gotta, you gotta do it once. You gotta do it once. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man. All right, let's let's move on to some of these other positions here for the Seahawks. Uh, running backs is a really weird situation. Chris Carson finishes running back 17 this past year. But it really doesn't seem like he's going to be back. He's a free agent, and and he's kind of testing the market. It seems like somebody else is going to want to sign him, right? So I'm trying to think of who would like be a good fit for them. There's value in whoever the starting running back is for Seattle. Um, it's just going to be a matter of who that player is next year. If it's Chris Carson, he will still be good. You just have to keep in mind that they have they have that other guy that I can't think of his name, but he's been injured forever. But when he's been on the field, he's been pretty good. You you give me give me 10 seconds of your time. One Mississippi two. And I and I will and I will come up with the answer. Are you still counting? I lost I lost track of time. No, I, I wasn't actually counting. Oh, good. It's um Penny is that who you're thinking of? Rashad Penny. That's who it was. Yep. He had some good performances. Yeah, I think I think he's a good player. He's just been super injured. So he is somebody to keep an eye on for next year because it, it's possible that they don't really sign another big name at running back and they're just saying, hey, this is our guy. You know, and, and if that's the case, oh, then you have to kind of decide, okay, is that a player that you want to draft? Even with the injury, well, they're going to be a run first offense, oh, right? So, there, huh? yeah. So it'll be interesting, and once we get more news, we'll make sure to talk about that because I think it's going to be a really important position, and and I have a feeling that it's going to be one of those moves, kind of in in next year's fantasy season. Like, hey, we figured out the the starting running back for the Seahawks, and we benefited from that. So that'll be interesting to examine as we move forward. But let's talk wide receivers real quick. Um, DK Metcalf finished this year as wide receiver seven. Tyler Lockett wide receiver nine. Where where do you see them? He had that one game, and I remember I started him where he had like forty five fantasy points, and it was just it was delightful. I think that kind of really like skewed that average though of that wide receiver nine, because you know every week it was start him, start him, start him, start him. Disappointment, disappointment, disappointment. All right, I'll sit him. Woo, big game. Like, yup. It was just so much inconsistency. But that also had a lot to do with, you know, Donkey Kong himself, right? DK Metcalf. Like, so much to do with him. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, this dude is a monster. He is. He is just like a physical freak. And and he's good. He's a good player. Finished as wide receiver seven, like I said. Where, where do you think he'll finish next year? Where do you, if you had to guess, like where do you rank him? Top ten, right? Like if 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 they can stay consistent, if Russell Wilson can be on it and do his Russell Wilson thing, and Pete Carroll isn't just stupid and like not trying to win games, like why wouldn't he be a top ten receiver? Like, dude, he's only gonna be what 23, 24 next year. Yeah, he's super young. Yeah, Russell Wilson, one of the best <laughs> in the game right now. Like. All signs point yeah. to yes, DK Metcalf. Yeah, I, I have him as a top 10 receiver as well, because even if 
like even if the Seahawks are the super run heavy offense, when they're throwing the ball, it's going to DK Metcalf often enough. And his fantasy targets are just so valuable because he gets those he's he's getting deep balls from Russell Wilson. You know what I mean? Like there's a ton of value in that. And he's so fast, he's so big, he's he's really good at what he does. So I, I expect him to finish top ten. Tyler Lockett, on the other hand, is not somebody that I'm excited about. Um, just because of what this season looked like, the things we're hearing from the Seahawks, I just, just not a player that I want. I agree. I just I don't feel comfortable taking him. Maybe he has that another huge year, right? You know, maybe Russ just comes out with something to prove, and Metcalf and Lockett are just eating up, you know, targets and yep. and completions and just fantasy points you know because there was a time last year you, you almost wanted to stack them but you know you couldn't because you didn't know who it was going to that week if i have to pick it's going to be metcalf all the way but don't sleep on tyler lockett either because you know he's still finished wide receiver nine he's it's still tyler lockett it's still russell wilson it's still the seahawks don't sleep on him but don't overpay for him either that'd be my advice yeah so that that's my concern is that I'm worried that other players are going to be overpaying for him. And so it's going to be hard to get him at a, at a value that feels good. But I mean, if you can, if you feel like you're getting him at value, then I think, I think he's okay to draft, but just not somebody that I'm going to want to like rely on as my wide receiver two or anything like that. You know, who's not reliable to draft who, Jimmy G of the San Francisco 49ers. Let's, let's talk about, this San Francisco Bay team. You know, we went into last season. They just came off a Super Bowl appearance. They just lost to Patrick Mahomes. So we expect big things. What did we get? Injuries across the board, it seemed so like. all injuries. It was almost like that was their payment for getting to the Super Bowl the year before. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It, it really did kind of feel like that, huh? It, it did, you know, and they weren't even in the conversation all year. It felt like the only news you heard from them were more injuries. George Kittle being out, Jimmy G being hurt. But there were a lot of players that shined off this offense as well. You know, you got some Jeff Wilson. You got some Jarek McKinnon, you know. Raheem Mostert when he wasn't hurt, you know. Um, you know, Brandon Ayuk, yeah. right? Just some of these players I'm just naming off the top of my head real quick. But... You know, in that quarterback position, you know, any other year, Jimmy G seems like a pretty solid starter. Um, he was plagued with injuries. So, you know, it kind of puts that damper on, like, what do you do this season? Do you see Jimmy G coming back next year? Do you see them moving on? And if so, like, would you, where do you rank, I guess, Garoppolo in this whole scheme? I'm I'm working under the assumption that that he'll be back. Now, that doesn't make me like excited about him as a fantasy option. I really I see him as like a waiver wire pickup when you have an injury or you have a bye week. Like he's just not like fantasy wise, he's not great. He doesn't really run the ball. It's not a pass heavy offense. There's just not a lot of production to be had. Um, so he's just not somebody that I want. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, if I'm being honest, I really don't think he's back. I, I don't want to say he's not back on the team. I don't think he's starter next year. Okay, yeah. I think that's completely fair. I think this team has talent. I d- it didn't show in the fantasy rankings last year. It didn't show with the finishes. There were weeks that some of these players, you know, they really did perform and they really did help you out, if not win you your week um like jarek mckinnon right. for example yeah mckinnon for example you know he finished running back 40 but you know there was weeks i love to have him on my team and and i went out and i picked him up and i saw great returns from him um same with raheem Mostert when he wasn't injured yeah he was super good when he was around yeah i just i think there's a lot of talent on this team and they just kind of need to to figure out like what to do with it. Um, you know, and I get, I guess, you know, top priority is stay healthy. Right. 
So they have Jeff Wilson, Jarek McKinnon, Raheem Moster, who we talked about, even Tevin Coleman. You know, he was kind of under the radar, but he was very, there was some weeks he was fantasy relevant. You know, they have four, in my opinion, solid running backs that could put up fantasy points and give you solid performances each week. So I have a question for you. Okay, okay. None of these guys finished top 30. Uh, Jeff Wilson finished at running back 30, but, you know, he didn't break yeah. that break that plane, so to speak. So for you, over under one and a half running backs finish inside the top 30 at this position on this team. And if so, or if any, who do you think they will be? Oh, oh man. Um, man, I think I got to go under here. Um, and I think the one I would pick is Jeff Wilson. Interestingly enough, um, I think Raheem Moster is the most talented running back of this of this group. The problem is, I I I don't think he'll make it a full season without getting injured, you know. And so if he's not getting the volume, and and like he's either not going to get the volume so that he can stay healthy, which will keep him out of that contention as like a like a starting running back for your fantasy team, or he's going to get injured, in which case he won't be a starting running back for your fantasy team. So. I'm going under. Maybe Jeff Wilson is able to do it if he's able to kind of handle a little heavier volume and stay healthy all season. Um, other than that, I just don't see those guys like producing in that way. I can see each of them having multiple top 30 finishes throughout the year, but not staying consistently as like a reliable starter. Uh, I, I I would agree with that 100%. Um, and you just, you have a lot, you know, you only have a finite amount of, of possessions and plays you run right in a season. And you got four running backs plus two decent receivers plus one of the best tight ends in the game. You know, yeah. I definitely don't think you're going to see a t- I, I do. If anybody, it will be Jeff Wilson. Um, and it will be right yeah. there at that tail end of that cutoff right there at running back 29, 28. If he does break that plane. So, I'll, I'll agree with you. I'm going to go under on this. If anyone, Jeff Wilson. But like I said, you just have so much disbursement of where that, where those targets need to go to. Uh, I mean, you got Brandon Ayuk, who finished wide receiver 33. You got Debo Samuel, who unfortunately finished at a wide receiver 97 on the year. But if you can keep your quarterback healthy, if it could be Mitch Trubisky or you know if Jimmy G can come back and just stay healthy all year, I yeah. think you can see you can see a lot of these fantasy rankings go up and you know, I would be confident with a lot of these players on my fantasy team each week, you know, obviously not all of them at the same time, but I would, I'd be confident, especially depending on the matchup that I'm going into. But I mean, I I, really, the most fantasy relevant and we don't need to spend a lot of time on him because you know, he speaks for himself, but George Kittle, right? Go get George Kittle. Um, He played in eight games last season, guys, and he still finished tight end three in points per game. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. It, he's just like, he's so good. And when he's out there, he gets targets and he gets the production. And it's just like, even even in a year where he was beat up and injured, he was still producing when he was on the field. And so he finished tight end three in points per game, like you said. You and I both have him as our tight end three for next year, right? Mm-hmm. Kelsey, Waller, Kittle. Yep. He's awesome. He's one of the few difference makers at the position. So pick him up where you can um, because he really just has the potential to like even beat out a a Travis Kelsey for that number one spot, you know? Exactly. So so much talent. Um, Let's go ahead. Let's move on from this team and let's talk about our next one. We're going to talk about the Los Angeles Rams. They've made some interesting changes this year, haven't they? They they were the first big storyline of the year, my friend. Yeah. We saw the big Stafford golf trade between LA and Detroit Stafford's finally kind of getting out of that Detroit system. Not kind of, he is getting out of that Detroit system. This might be finally his time to shine. You know, I can't, you know, there's a question of, is it too late? You know, quarterbacks play forever now. It seems like, (laughs) yeah. So we'll finally see him step out of that off or the, that scheme, hopefully shine. But the question is, will he be as good? And I mean, like, what do you, do you think Stafford could be a top 12 quarterback? You know, I, I do. Um, he finished as a quarterback 15 this year, 
as a part of the Detroit Lions, which we know is a really bad team. Now, he moves over to L.A. He ups, upgrades heavily at the weapon department, okay? He's got two, like, okay tight ends in Tyler Higbee, Gerald Everett. But really what he's got is he's got two fantastic wide receivers, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and a really good running back core. So you've got Cam Akers, you know, the rookie this year who was electric at the end of the year and is good in passing situations. And also Daryl Henderson, like to go along with Sean McVay's offense, like I see him shining in this situation. I think he's going to be super good. And and I will have him as a top 12 quarterback. He's not going to break into that, like top five, top seven or whatever for me, because he's not as mobile. And so like, you just can't, like I could see him doing it, but I won't predict it, but easily top 12, just based on his talent, the talent around him. Top 10 quarterback. Um, let's see. Let, let, let's see. Let me go through my rankings real quick. The quarterbacks I would without a doubt take before Matthew Stafford, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. Okay. That's one through eight. So then that leaves two spots for him to get into the top 10. Right now I've got Ryan Tannehill, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert. It, man, it depends. Like if Taysom Hill is the starter, I would take Taysom Hill over Matthew Stafford. But maybe right at 10. I don't know. I, I like Tom Brady or Matthew Stafford. Tom Brady. Okay. Ryan Tannehill or Matthew Stafford. Ryan Tannehill. Justin Herbert or Matthew Stafford? Jay Herb. Okay. What about uh Joe Burrow? Assuming he plays assuming he plays the whole year. Joe Burrow is really good. The only thing is like uh, Stafford. Okay. So th- so right around there. So that that puts him right right around that like 12 13 territory. So it's going to be interesting. Um I think he'll do it. I do. It's going to be fun to watch him. I think that team's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um man, do you think they'll do you think they'll go all the way? Like like Super Bowl all the way? No. I don't. No, no. 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 I don't either. No, I don't. I don't either. The Bucks are my pick in the NFC. I love watching this like whole this whole division, though, it's always a fun division to watch the games. Yeah. <laughs> How could you not? <laughs> Dude, Tom Brady's so stupid. <laughs> I, just, I, I feel like a seven-year-old when I say that, but it's how I feel. He's, like, just, he's <laughs> it's just, so unbelievably good. I, I'm so happy they won the Super Bowl, though, like in retrospect, because it it really does put to rest that whole like is he that good like yeah, yes yes yeah. stop like Very yes clearly. It is. all right let's stop gushing on tom brady let's keep talking rams uh cam makers where do you see him finishing next year top 15 i'm gonna be honest like if not top 10 like i i say 15 because i like to play it safe a little bit when i do these like really early predictions but like i see so many good things coming in cam makers future okay and you got Stafford, you know, throwing a cup and woods. He's Higby yeah. still there. Like acres. He can catch the ball. I, I I'm, I'm all aboard the acres train. I, I'm excited for him. I, I am too. You know, I, I, I had him at wide or running back 16 at the moment, but I think, um, I think I'd bump him ahead a little bit. James Robinson. I'll probably move down after they sign Carlos Hyde. Um, not a ton, but maybe a little bit. So, no, I'm all, I'm all in on the Cam Akers train, man. I, the kid's super talented, and the upgrade that Matthew Stafford is at quarterback, teams have to respect that like downfield game now. So I think that's going to open up Sean McVay's playbook, and I think he's going to be in his bag this year. I mean, yeah, we saw in that second half of the season just really pick up that steam, right? You know. Had he really had that been like that all year, and they really committed to him because there was that there was that period where they just wouldn't commit to him. I think you, yeah, he just had like one. Case. It was it was very that it was that Jonathan Taylor kind of thing going on. Yeah, um, he finished running back forty three. That is far from where he's going to finish next year, folks. Far like oh, without a doubt. like it. Don't look at that number, please. Do not because Cam Akers, <laughs> he he's he, I'm so excited 
for for this for this player yeah. and pick him up yeah. dynasty standard redraft whatever pick him up i've spoken yep, he's going to be awesome cooper cup robert woods they will continue to be really solid fantasy options again um i think they're going to continue to do what they've always done let's cooper cup finished wide receiver 27 this year robert woods wide receiver 13 but the year before that, Cup finished better than Woods. So they're both like really good wide receiver twos on your team, and you can trust them. Who do you think will be better next year, Cup or Woods? I like I like Woods. I just feel like Woods is a more consistent, safer, solid option. Sure, sure. Um, I really, really like Cooper Cup. But, I mean, I kind of... It's kind of hard to tell now, right? With with Stafford coming yeah. in, like, yep. he, I don't know who he's going to really prefer or take a liking to. Yeah. You know, maybe him up just really connect and Cup finishes top five while Woods finishes top twenty. Like, I don't know. I, like, like you said, solid number two. I really feel confident with both of these guys. If these are, if both of these guys are on the board and I have one pick in front of me, and it's one of these two, I'm probably going to take Woods. Um, that's just a personal preference at that point. What about you? Uh, it's tough. I think, I think I'm on Cup over Woods. Um, and my 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 thought process is, I expect this team like offensively to be better this year, and I think Cup will get more red zone work. You know, he just he seems to have a knack for scoring touchdowns, and I think if this offense produces a little better, there's gonna be more touchdowns to go around. So I could see him just having a few more of those this year and kind of bumping him up over Robert Woods. But really, man, it I don't know. They're almost the same to me. Like, they're just so good. They're so consistent, like, week in, week out. It really just depends on who gets the touchdowns that week, it almost seems like. Yeah, it does. It does. You, you know, give it a few weeks into the season, two, three weeks, kind of see where Stafford's really, like, targeting who he's going after more. Then you'll be able to make a much more, you know, educated guess and decision with that. But I mean, that, to me, that's kind of all personal preference towards who you think or who you like better. Yeah, and, and and it really is just kind of like, hey, let's take a shot on one of these guys and see what happens, because there's just no like r- real evidence at this point to make a decision between the two. Um, let's go ahead. Let's move on to our last team here. Let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals. Quarterback is a super clear scenario. Kyler Murray finished as quarterback two. He really broke out this year. So if you kind of like saw that coming and picked him up, I think you were able to get him at a really good value for what he was able to do this year. Where do you have him ranked in your quarterback rankings for next year? Um, I I don't think he'll finish quarterback two like he did. He's super solid. I I do see him as a top ten quarterback. Um, I I you know I really have him like number eight. I just there's a lot of QBs coming in. Yeah, I mean, that's as of right now. You know, we're still in March, right? Um, but I mean, you got Trevor Lawrence coming in. You got Burrow's going to play a full season. You know, Herbert will hopefully do what he did last year. You still got Brady in the talks. You still got Rodgers in the talks. You know, the big difference maker with Murray is the, is the feet. He can run, right? I'm just, I'm just going to throw this out there, and I'm a little worried about like his shoulder injuries, like that he got towards the end of last year. So until I can just see like a consistent like solid few weeks of like showing no nothing wrong with that and back to the old murray who played the way he played most of the season like i, I mean i'm all i'm all for Murray. don't get me wrong but like i don't know like something's just like holding me back just enough i can't put my finger on it but like i i just i have him at eight like i said so we'll see where he finishes He's a solid, he's a for sure go-to pickup if he's available, but that's where I have him. I mean, what do you, where do you have him? So I actually do have him as quarterback two for next year, right behind Patrick Mahomes, right before Josh Allen. I could see the injuries being a problem, but the the amount that he runs the ball, um, the weapons that they have there, I don't know. I just feel confident that he's going to like be able to continue to produce fantasy wise obviously if the injuries are an issue then he'll he'll have to move down my my rankings i don't know i feel confident enough that he'll be okay and ready to go for next season so i don't think i'll have any shares of kyler murray next year 
because I'm not I don't think I'll be willing to draft him where he's going to be valued, right? He because of his the year that he had, I think he's going to be expensive to get in drafts. So I I won't be willing to pick him up for that price. That's fair. That that's completely fair. So let's well, how do you feel about the whole running back situation here in, in Arizona? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's it's weird. Um, Kenyon Drake finished his running back fourteen, which like is the most teeth pulling running back fourteen I've ever seen. Um, having him in multiple spots this past season, he was just like he like barely did it for you every week. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he got a touchdown, so he wasn't a complete wash, or he got like barely enough yards. It was it was crazy. Or he caught three passes, so you were good to go. It was just, it was a rough year for Kenyon Drake. He's a free agent and he probably won't be back in Arizona. I can't imagine they re-sign him after the year he had. He did not look great most of the year. So. Seattle? Yeah, maybe, maybe. That's funny because I was thinking Arizona as a destination for Chris Carson. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, so I'm like maybe maybe Kenny Drake goes to Seattle just as like a reliable okay option, you know what I mean? Maybe he ends up in Atlanta. I could see I have no idea where he's going to land. But assuming he's gone, okay? Assuming he is gone, buy or sell top 15 finish from Chase Edmonds if Kenyon Drake is gone and they don't really sign like somebody else to be the starter. If Chase Edmond is the starter next year, the main guy, you think he'll crack the top 15? I'll buy that up. The flashes Chase Edmond shown were, were beautiful. You know, I had him on some of my teams last year, and I was very, very happy and impressed with his performances. And he almost seemed like he did better when Drake played with him. It was it was great. Yeah, I, I'll buy it, you know. Um the only thing that would deter me is Murray and how much he runs the ball himself. I I like that. I think it opens up that run game a little more, especially you got D Hop, you know, on the other end of that. Um, so I all for what buy or sell. What do you think? I think I think I'm gonna sell just because he's a okay. smaller back who hasn't really carried that kind of workload yet. So I'd be concerned for injury. Um, and really just like his ability to sustain like three down a three down role for an entire season because he, he is that pass catching third down back right now. And so like, okay, if he gets the, the kind of bell cow role and he's in there on first and second downs and he's getting all these carries, like I just don't know how well he'll hold up. So I would sell on the top 15, but buy probably a running back two at least, you know what I mean? Top 24. Fair. Uh, what about Kenyon Drake? Would you buy or sell top 15 performance not knowing where he will be next year? Uh, selling hard on that. All right. Fair enough. Very, very difficult. The only reason he was able to do it this year is because of the amount of red zone carries he got. And those red zone carries did not look good. So no way. I just no, I don't think so. <laughs> So on the other side of that running back situation, we have the wide receivers led by D hop, a nice gift from the Houston Texans a year ago. Yeah. It's, it's dude. Like the Texans were just, it, it was like the seven days of Christmas, but it's almost like the seven years of Christmas. What? I mean, what will they get next year? <laughs> oh man. Uh, oh man. It, it's D hop, you know, top five wide receiver. Get D Hop guys. Like I just, I just, it's D Hop. You know, I don't know. I just, bleh. how do you feel about Christian Kirk? He's he's an interesting player. Um, it'll kind of depend on what they do with the wide receiver position in free agency and in the draft because this feels like a team that that's going to make a move in that area, right? Like, okay, we want we want to support our you know third year quarterback. He's on a rookie deal. We have money to play with. Let's get him another receiving weapon and really just see what he can do, right? Like, let's try to open up this offense a little bit for him. So I expect they'll sign somebody mm-hmm. to kind of come be that wide receiver two there. 
um, which would really put me off on Christian Kirk. But if, if they roll in with like their current situation, then maybe he's somebody that I'm picking up kind of late, like late, late in drafts because he's not really on an, on the radar anywhere. You know what I mean? He's just going to be like sitting around and you can kind of pick him up and take a flyer on him. Something to keep an eye out, see if they pick up another guy next year, especially with all these free agents. You got Kenny Galladay on the market. Will Fuller's still on the market. So we'll definitely mm-hmm. see how that yep. plays out. Guys, that has been our way too early projections for the NFL. Like, that's all the divisions. That's, that's the whole NFL. We've talked about so many players. This has gone on way too long. And there's been so many players to talk about. <laughs> oh, so many, so many. And, and, and we'll... uh. We'll we'll definitely you know we'll we'll come back with our solid projections for the year and kind of just do a quick run through you know yep. as we get closer to the season of where we think uh, people yeah. will actually you know end up and finish and all that fun stuff. But next week, I think we are going to be back with a mock draft. Perhaps I think that might be on the docket. Yeah, I think so. If not, we'll be back next week. I can tell you that. Um, it might it might yes. be an hour of me of complaining about Andy Dalton again. I don't know. It might be. A- an hour of me complaining about Allen Robinson on the Packers for some reason. I don't know. Oh man. Tyler's in the worst case scenario part of part of life right now. He he only sees darkness. I'm in the doomsday scenario. So like my life, like a 24 hours ago was very similar. And I, this reference has no meaning to you. My life 24 hours ago was very similar. Like it was 24 hours before I saw justice league. And then I saw Justice League, kind of like how Andy Dalton just got like signed to Chicago. And like I'm in a very similar mindset, right? <laughs> um, oh, you know what? It's like watching the remake of Fantastic Four, except the movie just doesn't end. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was so bad. <laughs> so bad. Um, enough of this Andy Dalton talk. I will go. I am going to go soak in a bath and try to forget about this. And I hope you have ice cream, dude. I do have ice cream, vanilla bean. But you know what? There you go. That's that's what. I, and in chocolate syrup, it's gonna be a fantastic night. Uh, make sure go ahead and follow us on all the social media, guys. Uh, go ahead and email us firstreadpod at gmail dot com. Um, go ahead, and, yeah. Reach out to us. We encourage it. We want to talk to you guys. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we love talking football and fantasy. Leave a review. Go ahead and subscribe wherever you listen to. Let us know what you think. Let us know if there's anything you want to hear us talk about and get into. We're here to have fun. We're here to talk football, guys. So we are. We are two best friends talking football, talking fantasy, and we will be back next week to do it all over again. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thanks, guys. We will see you next week. Until then, have a wonderful evening. And may the force be with you. I'm just going to say, yeah, yeah. Woo. Yeah, may the force be with you. See you guys.